listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, make sure you follow us on our social medias at Range Minded Podcast, or you can always send us an email, podcast at iishooting.com. This is episode 138, where we wrap up 2020 and talk about what's happened during this crazy year. Plus, we get into a little bit of a preview of what we think 2021 will bring. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy listening to episode 138 of Range Minded, the year 2020 in review. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long, and I am joined, as always, by... Just in the nick of time, Steve Zimmerman. Nice and warm. Steve, yeah. you can't introduce me like that. Uh, what's, oh, oh, wow. Sorry. Let's see what you did there. Yeah, Nick <laughs> Hoffer here. Yes, we're also joined by the uh, the famous Nick Hoffer as well. He's always so piffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me all worked up because I got all my hot water heater jokes out of the way before we started. So <laughs> these these guys have no idea what we're talking about. Well, why don't you why don't you tell them you had a great experience today? Completely yeah, so, not firearm related. No. Well, no, not yet. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as I'm at church, you know, I. I I had to take care of some stuff afterwards, and I get a text with a picture from my daughter. I think there's something wrong with the water heater, and there's just water everywhere on the basement <laughs> floor. Oh no! Oh, you didn't you didn't tell me that. I thought it just yeah. stopped working. I didn't realize oh, no. that it <laughs> flooded. Yeah. Okay, well, it didn't, I feel it, bad it, for making the joke. It didn't empty the tank completely, but it had definitely leaked like a lot. There was probably maybe a gallon, two gallons of water on the floor. Oops. And and there's other rooms that adjoin where the furnace, or, yeah, the furnace and water heater. Are. So I was a little frustrated, needless to say. <laughs> One way to say it. Any, anyway, like I couldn't get to it until I was done, like two hours later with what I was supposed to be doing. And I and I just I go downstairs and look around for a little while. I'm still in my suit, so I can't really get too upset yet. I can't get into it. But as I'm looking, I see that the that the water heater has probably been leaking for a while because it's rusty at the bottom. Now I've only had this water heater for like two years, maybe, and uh, and that's that was kind of made me even more upset. Yeah, because those are supposed to last a good long while. Yeah, and and it was under warranty, but I knew if I tried to use the warranty, it would be forever before I could. I just like screw it. Be twenty twenty two by the time you got it. I just went and bought another one, spent way too much money on another water heater, and then uh, I don't need no stinking plumber. I put it in myself. Did you, did, did you have to sell an AR pistol to pay for that? No, but you know, I'm honestly thinking about selling I one. Could, I think you could have traded probably, what, like 35 bullets, 9mm bullets for a hot water heater. Yeah, I should have taken a box of 9 with me, huh? Yeah, it would have been an even trade. I saw online this week, you could have, they were like a dollar, a dollar three around. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got an email about a sale uh, for 9mm for 60 cents around. Was that from Tactical Shiz? Um, No, it was from, I think it was from um, it was uh, Gun.Deals, I think. Oh, yeah, because Tactical Shit had some stuff for sale. Again, it was stuff I've never seen or heard of. And it was like, I think it was over a dollar a round. It was just ridiculous. Insane, man. Looks like I'm done shooting for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about, the dumpster fire that was uh, 2020. Um, well, the dumpster fire's not out yet. We still have a week. <laughs> right, It's but uh, I figure... It's there's there's enough to talk about I think from the past year that we could uh, we could fill some time. Yeah, probably. And just talk about I mean there's some good things I think and some obviously a lot of bad things but there are some good things I think that we can uh, feel happy about. Um, you know, uh, ammo is not one of them, but uh, there are a lot of new gun owners which is good. I just like to reminisce back to January when I didn't know what was going to happen. Starting yeah, in February. Is- the naivete, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to just say, I want to say that life was normal back then, and I had no idea that the next eleven months were gonna totally knock everyone off their feet. <laughs> and yeah, and just one thing after another. <laughs> um, which, yeah, which it start, it actually started with me being sick. Imagine that. <laughs> 
I was really? sick for I was sick for two weeks in January when I got home from Vegas. <laughs> and I didn't realize that that was going to start off the entire world being sick for 10 months. Yeah, or more. So, yeah, that was a, that was a good start to the year, but who knew that we were going to go from what we thought was normal to locked in our houses for however long people were locked down and then the craziness that has been this year. 19 what was it 19 million guns sold yeah over no that's just background checks so over over 19 million background checks being conducted so you can have more than than one firearm on a background check yeah so we've got a lot of people buying guns and a lot of new gun owners too on top of that which i would chuck up as a good thing absolutely I will say that last week we took an order for 12,000 holsters from one of our customers. So Damn, that's wow. awesome. They, they are predicting next year to be a good year because that was double their order from this year. Holy smokes. So the world is still going on, thankfully. And so hopefully that means that things will kind of even out, I guess. Right? Maybe? No? Yes? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, we're not too optimistic about that for at least the next 12 months. I don't think that it's going to level out anytime soon. I've heard rumors that in about six months, things are going to calm down some. But that is just completely assuming that nothing else changes in the meantime. Which we've been pretty good at predictions for the last, well, at least the last quarter of 2020. <laughs> yeah, unwittingly, well, but and, yeah. And here's something that we don't ever talk about. That's still up in the air. We still don't have a president for the next four years. So it could really depend on what happens in the next month as to when things level out. Yeah, there's still going to be a lot of uh, things going on, I guess you could say, in the next you know month before 2020 is out and then the following you know month after that. But I don't know. Because yeah. I, think, I think that people aren't so much... Even even people like me or Steve, I don't know about you, Mark, but most of us are still not caught up in the what's going to happen in the gun world because we're still trying to figure out what's happening in the real world with who's going to be in charge. And I mean, the ATF's already out of control and they haven't even changed administrations like we, we have no idea what's going on yet. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second um, because that's, I think, a new thing um, that we that hadn't happened since last time. Because I think last time we talked about um, the whole polymer eighty debacle, but there's uh, been a couple more things happening since then, right? Yeah, yeah, there has. So the ATF has, uh, I guess they published it now. I first saw it on Military Arms Channel, did a Facebook Live or YouTube Live or something. He had gotten a hold of the letter before it went out somehow. Uh, just discussing, excuse me, Reese's peanut butter cup. Just discussing uh, what the the intentions are of the ATF regarding pistols and pistol braces. And it's a long letter. I tried to read the entire thing. You can find it on Firearms Blog and probably Ammo Land and some of those other ones. But sure. it's a long long description descriptive letter but basically what it says is the atf is going to go case by case basis they'll decide whether or not you violated uh violated any federal law and if your gun needs to be registered as an sbr short barreled rifle but they did say that if there'll be a grace period you're welcome to have a free registration as an sbr but they just need to know exactly what's on your gun which is no, weird. Nothing to fear here. Nothing to fear here. Exactly oddly, what's on your gun as in like a pistol brace? They want to know if it's got a brace, what if it's got a vertical foregrip, or what you have as far as a foregrip on the firearm. And they said that, like I said, the violation, like if they find you in violation, it's done on a case-by-case basis. So it's up so to them what to decide. One agent could say... Look, that cack brace, that blade, you're fine. It's not easily adjusted. And then the other guy could say, well, look, if you had an extra Allen wrench, you could just pull this, this set screw out and move this back or forth. So, yeah, you're in violation. So yeah, there's seems nothing, a little arbitrary. Nothing, nothing set in stone. Completely arbitrary. Um, so so my th- so they're going to make you register it as an SBR, not a pistol. An SBR, yes. So, so you might as well just get a butt stock. 
Y- yeah. Well, but the thing that I think there's a thing that also complicates this that maybe we haven't thought about um, is in some states you can't even own an SBR. Like Illinois, for example, you're not. Yeah. Unless you have a a CNR license, you're really not allowed to own a uh, an SBR. And so, if but pistols are completely legal. So, if you have it's an illegal firearm, basically at that point, in, in states like that. And the other thing they said too might make a difference is caliber. So maybe you have a PCC slash S, uh, pistol in nine or 40 or 45 where it's a pistol caliber, maybe that'll uh, help you avoid violation of any made-up federal laws. But or 300 blackout, that's a pistol caliber. They're, yeah. they're useless as a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. And then what's, what's really odd is in the letter, too, it said that none of these violations uh, carry any penalty under law, which is... Odd. And why is it a violation? Violations after the fact or violations as of now before you register? Because why would it why would you have to register if there's no penalty? The way I understood it is is even though they say this this particular firearm, if it be a pistol or whatever, there there's no penalty under federal law. So I don't know it doesn't make any sense. So it's basically like when they decriminalize uh drugs in Oregon there's there's a hundred dollar fine but that's not a it's not against the law yeah I, I don't know it's very confusing well but maybe uh, I mean maybe we could have uh, you know free registration SBRs then and just maybe take the plunge that way maybe that's a little too optimistic well, but it, it sounds like a way to scare people into registering their guns that's that's what I think more because and maybe I don't know if you guys feel the same way. A registry is is the first step to confiscation. Once they know what you have, then they know where to go to get it. Just like when we talked about the Polymer eighty raid and them showing up at that guy's house in Nevada. They have all the credit as card records. As soon as records. they had the information, they showed up and confiscated his gun. Yeah, and we talked about it too. I, I'm sure that they were right there with him as he opened up his safe, and and they said, "Well, well what we else can come you got back with there? a warrant." Yeah, exactly. Weird stuff, so, man. It's it's pretty sketchy. Well, and I mean, I guess it's different because pistol braces. There's so there's not just one you know manufacturer of pistol braces. There's a, a ton, and all different kinds, and it's like. If they're going to do it on a case by case basis, are they just going to reclassify them, or are they going to prohibit some of them? Because they already kind of went after SB Tactical with that stuff. Yeah, but but if you think about what SB did, like <laughs> it was toeing the line. Yeah, and Nick yeah, talked about like that last they, time they where were, people are were definitely close. Like the the three, the SBA three or whatever. Yeah, that it, it's an adjustable arm brace that happens to be comfortable enough to shoot from the shoulder. Sure. So. Uh, they were skirting the line. Just, you know, same thing with AR pistols. I know that's going to piss some people off, but seriously, like, it's just a way to to have something that's as close to an SBR as possible. And maybe that is dancing right on the edge of the line. Which is the which is the same thing I said about the eighty percent firearms. Where you're you're we're towing always, the line. You're going so close, and then. And, the, and we did the same thing with bullet buttons in California. They've had to change them, I think, three times now. Because really? They, because as soon as they get to where you can manipulate them easily enough, then the state changes the law again. It's yeah. like a game of cat and mouse almost, where it's like just back and forth and back and forth all the time. A hundred percent. And I guess that's where the innovation of the firearms community is, is like trying to give as much freedom as possible. At least maybe that's what their 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 feeling is about it without breaking any law. They, they want to be right there on the cusp of, of whatever guidelines they get. But honestly, in reality, I, I, the ATF is just has just gone way too far in reality. And I'm not saying I agree with the laws against the stuff, but I'm saying when we push the limits, like bump stocks were a good example, like. Obviously, bump stops were full were completely legal. It's something that we were doing before there was an actual like product that helped in it. Yeah, but it still it was still mimicking the full auto fire, and that's why people enjoyed it. There was no there was no benefit to it other than enjoyment. 
Yeah. And sure. it was towing that line to where it made the anti-gun people uncomfortable because they thought that it was full auto because that's what we were going after. Yeah. And so it ended in us losing that because it became too popular. Yeah. And, and I've said it before bump stocks, like I don't like bump stocks. I think they're stupid. Honestly, they're not fun for me. Like I've shot them. I don't really care for them, but I didn't feel like we needed to lose them either. But like you're saying, it was just right there on, on the edge. And I got in this Facebook argument with this guy from California and and he's like, well, you just think everybody needs to carry. He's like, you can't buy a rocket logger grenade launcher. And I said, oh, actually, I can buy a tank. I can buy a grenade launcher. I almost bought a rocket launcher without the rockets. Like, <laughs> you can you can buy that stuff, but it's expensive. It's cost prohibitive. I, yeah. I think everybody should have a tank. Just, Dude, just because. Why not? Like, I have a friend that used to work for Gemtech that was, uh, he was right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it was supposed to be shipped, and then some things in his life changed, and he, he had to go a different avenue, but he had one coming. That's crazy. Like, in a good way. Imagine how cheap your insurance would be on a tank. Like, there's, there's nothing going to hurt that. Mm-mm. Somebody oh, runs into you at a stoplight in a tank? Oh, dude, I, call, I guess call your insurance because I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you might. You probably won't even notice. Yeah, you, be a speed you, bump. You, you drive. You drive away, and there's a like six car accident behind you, and you're looking <laughs> in the rear view camera. And you're like, oh, I wonder what happened back there. Sorry, Neither, didn't notice. Un, unbeknownst to you, they smashed into the back of you at 20 miles an hour. Yeah, you never know. See, I think we should all own tanks. It would make <laughs> people better drivers. Well, and then one tank bumps into the other. There really is no accident. Yeah. Well, and then if, if you cut somebody in a tank off, like, I wouldn't want to get shot by a tank because I cut them off in traffic, so I would be <laughs> extra cautious. Well, to be sold in the United States, the, the guns are demilled. Eh, but I it'd still be should, cool. I think we should get active tanks. I agree. I 100% <laughs> agree. I'm just sure. saying, it would, if you can afford it, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, I can now that you say that I can see a big problem that would happen. It'd be only the rich can afford tanks, right? You know? Just like and the rich can only I, afford armed security. Yeah, because I work at McDonald's and I don't have the access to a tank because I don't have the money. That's well. Like, then maybe at some point there'd be a tank subsidy, and uh, you could write <laughs> it off on your taxes or something. What was it? Cash for clunkers back in the day. How about cash for tanks? We get a. Uh, what is it? Oh, uh, tokens for tanks. Tokens tax for tanks. A, a tank owner's tax credit. Why not? Because um, we're subsidizing the military too in case of an invasion. So if everyone owned a tank, the government wouldn't have to pay for maintenance. <laughs> Look at that. We would be saving billions of dollars. Solving the but world's problems right here. I'm pretty sure that a, a new tank has got to be over a million dollars. Yeah, oh, that's probably you're, a 20 probably million. Like, or, or more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably that, in the 20 million. I don't think any of us could actually afford a new one. I mean, so, used Humvees are like 30, 40 grand. Yeah, yeah. That stuff's expensive. But that's what I mean. Like, let the market decide what the prohibition is on it. Like, that. I, I really did try to buy a rocket launcher that, I mean, I couldn't get rockets for it. But how cool would that be sitting on the, on the man cave wall? That would be that would cool. Been, been freaking awesome well i think that's the thing is i think that people don't understand what you can and can't have and they just assume or um you know just don't realize it and you know they're probably surprised to learn what you can and can't own you know yeah so what's your guys's individual favorite thing about 2020 that it's going to be over (laughs) i think that's probably a pretty common (laughs) answer steve good yeah yeah that's a good Way, way to be normal yeah, <laughs> I I think there's millions that will agree with you on that one. Um, my uh, I oh go ahead, Mark. I was just gonna say my favorite thing I think is just that we have all these new gun owners and all these people that have realized that they need to protect themselves, you know, and take that protection into their own hands, and that um, that's going to lead to I think a lot more education, and a lot more understanding about you know the firearms world and how it, you know, how it works. And I think dispel a lot of myths that people have, you know, at least that's my hope. I'm, but you know me, I'm foolishly optimistic. So I think, 
I think really what one of the things, and maybe this is too political, I think whether you like Trump or hate Trump, and, and honestly there's things I like and hate about Trump, uh, I, I think he did open a lot more people's eyes to the cabal that's really exists in the country on both sides of the aisle. Uh, you took mine. Oh, I did? Yeah, mine was not going to be that specific, but yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking is how eye-opening 2020 has been on both sides of the aisle for people. Yeah, is I, it, be it be it first time or new gun owners or people who didn't recognize that there is corruption in the government or people who didn't realize that there is the ability for control to be had over people who don't pay attention. And I think that's really where the surge of firearms ownership came from. Like, I, I know and I, I understand that, well, you know, they're worried about defunding the police and the riots and things that were – or peaceful protests, sorry, that were happening in some of these major cities. 95% peaceful or 93, yeah. sorry, 93% yeah, mo- mostly. Peaceful. And I think – I think that was probably a catalyst, but I think it really did open – people's eyes were open like, well, there's some seriously messed up crap going on in this country. Yeah. And I'm worried about about life. And honestly, some of those gun owners might be worried about the crazy white ring, white ring guys, right wing guys that are just as vocal and, and outrageous. Yeah. I think that this year – I think this year's election – slash surge in guns and ammo sales was more driven not necessarily by the fear of losing the guns but the fear of actually needing the guns yeah yeah, yeah i, I agree and i would say the mccluskeys like that that exemplified exactly what you just said yeah well and i think like you said steve i don't i i think that the the gun buying and the ammo buying and all that i think that doesn't know a political side. I think it happened on both sides, you know, for a variety of yeah. different reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's probably a good thing at the end of the day, because, you know, you, you hear people talking about either defunding the police or about, you know, that the police are not going to respond to an emergency situation at your house. That makes you really realize it doesn't matter what side of the you know political spectrum you're on, yeah. um, you know, or you know, where you're at, it's, well, if they're not going to take care of me and my family or protect me and my family, then that it leaves it up to me. And I need the best tools to be able to do that no matter what. And I think that that opened, like Nick said, I agree with Nick that it opened up a lot of people's eyes that, you know, I think that people are a lot more on their own and have to take more responsibility for their own life than they, than they think they can't depend on other people to do that, you know? And that's no more. Well, and there was a, you know, there was a point this year where local governments, said don't call the police if somebody breaks into your home or tries to rob you comply with their wishes yeah that was that was said to residents of cities so when that's when you hear that 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 makes you well aware that the police aren't coming to save you right at a a certain point and i feel like people i feel like we've known that for a long time like a lot of gun owners have yeah, I think that we understand that, and even even in in normal times, whatever those are, we recognize that we're going to call the police. First option is to call the police. Tale. Yeah, first option <laughs> is call the police, but they're probably not going to get there before the incident is over. Well, what is the uh, what's the old adage? When seconds count, the police are minutes away. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think I can't remember if it was in Detroit. I want to say it was in Michigan somewhere. The the response time was like over sixty minutes. That's a long time. And I mean, let's put it in perspective. The ad- average gunfight is like two and a half seconds. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's pretty major. Yeah, so that's I insane. Tell, I always tell people, and I, I have this discussion with pretty much new new people to carrying a gun or owning a gun when they come into the shop and it's like a gun is our last resort i've carried a gun for 15 years i've never pointed a gun at another human being ever my first option is always call 911 right. but once i call 911 then my second option for defending my home is my firearm yep yeah it's i think that's what a lot of people I've had discussions with a lot of people about, you know, that the firearm is a last resort life or death weapon where it's like somebody's breaking into your house and you have the opportunity, like, you know, 
what are you going to do? I'm like, well, first I'm going to call 911 and, and I'm going to try to actually get out of my house to try to like save, you know, or get away from the danger and everything. Yeah. You know, but yeah, or it's or barricade yourself or, in the room while you're yep. on the phone with the cops. I always tell people this. I'm like, turn on the lights. Yeah. Like we have this huge stigma of these like tactical Timmies that think that they need to have all these flashlights and lasers and shit. And I'm like, you're going to clear because you're going to clear room by room. You're going to clear your house. Well, which, I'm like, I'm like, you live in the idea. house, right? You live in the house. And they're like, yeah. And I go, so you know where the light switches are? You could probably walk to the bathroom and flip on the lights in a normal night like, and know where the light switches are. So when I am thinking there's something scary in my home, I turn on the lights because I'm scared of monsters in the dark. Right. When the lights come on, I know what I'm dealing with. I'm not going to walk through my house with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless the pa- I go, okay, the power's out. God forbid. Now we got a situation, but in a normal everyday life, I paid my power bill. I'm flipping on the lights. Well, and especially now power. you can, you can get uh, smart lights, you know, and you can program them from your phone and turn basically your whole, um, you know, your whole house lights on from your phone more or less, you know? Yeah. So I keep, I keep seeing this trend on TikTok. So that's my second favorite thing about 2020 TikTok. <laughs> just so we're just before I miss that. Um, I, keep I, I haven't gotten there yet. So I keep seeing this trend on TikTok where people turn their Alexa into a security alarm and they convert every light bulb in their house to a smart bulb. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they say Alexa intruder and it sets off an alarm on the speaker, and then every light in the house turns red. Or it starts oh, playing that's... Fortunate Son by Credence, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen that's that awesome. too. That's pretty funny. Or the pur- or the Purge uh, intro, or whatever that. Right. Yeah. Is. Well, actually, did you see <laughs> Our, that thing? I think it was on TikTok cool. um, where the guy actually had um, it was like Alexa intruder, and then he had something hooked up to his. Um, he had like a what was it called? Like a hidden. Um, compartment in a dresser or an entertainment center or something where it oh i need guns and then, yeah alexa i need guns and it actually like like came out from a hidden compartment and <laughs> that was pretty cool it's a lot you can do with yeah. uh, with smart technology so when i said tiktok was my second favorite thing i have in the middle of a pandemic where you couldn't leave i think that's what got a lot of people through the like monotony of being home sure and they have it has created not that i'm a huge fan of the fact that it's chinese owned and all that jazz but it has created some of the most wealth in 2020 of anything in the world that one app yeah yeah that's true that guy over by steve dogface 420 is a multi-millionaire in the last four months because of tiktok for drinking cranberry juice and skateboarding and the longboard, yeah. yeah. And now he's living the life in California. Oh, he it moved with Snoop Dogg. Yep. Wow. Not the life. Not the life I want to live because I want to not live in California. But for that dude, he's living his dream because he made a video to a sixty-year-old song. Good for him, man. <laughs> that also was, saw when, a resurgence. Exactly. It had the, it had the most, uh, streams of, of history in October, but that video was taken when his truck broke down on the way to work and he was skateboarding to work. Wow. So like he went from living in a camper truck broken down to in the last four months has made millions of dollars. And he got a new truck, didn't he? From somebody. Yeah, yeah, Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray gave him a truck, and two weeks ago he just traded it in on a, another truck. Ugh, so dumb. Good on but, him, though. Good on him. Oh no, he's done commercials for Walmart. He's done commercials for Lux Longboards. He did one for like whatever the like some what some place that cooks meals for holidays that we all would know if I could remember the name. He's done <laughs> commercials for gas stations in Idaho Falls. He did the thing with video with Snoop Dogg. He's in the Cheech and Chong video game. Like <laughs> a Cheech and I didn't even know there was a Cheech and Chong video game. Yeah, there's a like a cell phone app game and he's oh, a character man. in it. Well, so actually, you know, it's speaking of TikTok though, um what I mean, do they allow like firearms related content? Now that I'm thinking about it, I've never asked you that question. 
Um, that they do not. I've been banned permanently for three of my emails. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And now my current account is restricted to only being able to view. I can't post anything. Oh, that's asinine. But their their guidelines are extremely strict. They basically, and they updated their terms of service a couple weeks ago, basically says, it doesn't matter what you do. If we don't like it, we reserve the right to take any video we don't want down with no uh, no, no reasoning. Yeah. Wow. And their, their new terms of service basically says, you can shake your ass on here and you can be a teenager, but that's it. That's all that's protected. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's extremely uh, interesting, but it's still it's still a good way to waste forty five minutes of your time if you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine so. Craziness, craziness. So that, is def- Indeed. that is definitely what? my se- second favorite thing that I found in twenty twenty. What a weird world we live in. It's not the same as it was a year ago. Mm, it's almost like somebody said that one time. <laughs> Steve, so what was you your know, favorite? That, besides besides it being over, what is your favorite part of 2020? Oh, man, that's a really good question. Uh, I, I did get to hang out more with, with Adam Boyce. I've been going do some weekly stuff with him every Monday night, which has been a lot of fun. Sure. That was on my, I don't know if you remember, that was uh, part of my, my New Year's resolution is to train a lot more. And I guess I it only took me almost the whole year to get going with it, but I, I'm there now. Yeah. Better late than so, never, I suppose. And I've met a lot of really, really good people, and, and I think good people, too, know uh, from from doing that with Adam. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And Adam uh, Adam Boyce is a, a celebrity now. He got a celebrity shout-out you mentioned <laughs> uh, before, we, before we started today. Yeah, so if if you guys haven't gone back and listened to some of our our older episodes, Adam Boyce is a friend of the podcast. He does uh, edged weapons training through Martial Blades Concepts. Um, his website is uh, is SpartanMode.com. Yep, you can find and, him at SpartanMode on uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, and and he's actually done quite a bit more stuff than I even knew about. We were talking about some stuff last week. Oh yeah. Yeah, stuff that and maybe I oh, I guess I shouldn't have brought that up, but there's some stuff that <laughs> I had no idea that he was doing that would have been on a, on a national visible level. He's a busy guy. You just put it that way. Yeah, and, and he's got Tops Knives makes one of his his knives. There's a another one of his knives coming out soon. Um and and so he's he's got some stuff going. Anyway, long besides that. Uh, and and he's from Eastern Idaho, so he's he's one of my homies. Yeah. But uh, Master Ken, if you guys know who Master Ken is, he he shouted him out on on Instagram on a video. Somehow he he got a hold of some of Adam's content and decided that he was gonna make it better. It was kind of a funny video. <laughs> well, and so I didn't know who Master Ken was before I actually watched the video. So if if you don't oh, really, yeah, I had no idea who that was, and I was like, wait, who the hell is this guy? And his first like ten <laughs> seconds had me hooked, and I'm like wait a minute, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then from there, I was like, oh, I get it. So Master I thought he was being serious for a second. I thought, I'm like, wait a minute. He's like, because he starts he starts off by saying, well, Adam, you know, you've got a, you know, you've got some good content, but you're doing this and not nearly enough of this. And I'm like, well, I think Adam would know more than anybody else, considering he is the uh, edged weapons guy. And, and Master Ken, like, he actually is a very capable martial artist. Uh, he, he's a very capable individual, but he's right. made his uh, he's made his way into like the funny Instagram stuff. Um, he's got a, a lot of really funny videos. Yeah. Um, and Adam even told me uh, last last week or two weeks ago, he's like, my goal is to be on one of Master Ken's episodes. He's he's got a, a weekly episode, too. And uh, I think that's going to be closer and farther away now. Yeah, seriously. It's pretty funny. If if you guys don't know who Master Ken is, just jump on Instagram or YouTube and, and look him up. Some of his stuff is very funny. Very, very I, funny. I think it's funny. I agree. I think it's hilarious. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I was like, wait a minute. I, it really threw me off at first to be like, this guy's telling Adam Boyce what to do about edge weapons and where, where, where Adam has dedicated his life to that. And But it, it's pretty funny. So if you can get it, Check out Spartan Mode on Instagram too, because uh, Adam posted the video as well. So, 
yeah, it's out there and and just prepare to laugh. I think it's funny anyways. Yeah. Well, what do you I mean, so let's let's flip the script then. What do you think is the worst part of 2020 uh just in general? Um I think we already touched on that too. I think there's a lot of new light on how crappy our government has been over the last few years. Um, and it's really disappointing because, you know, a lot of our friends have fought to, to keep this country free. And, and some of that just seems kind of for not. I don't want to make it sound like a Debbie Downer and everything so negative, but it's just unfortunate. Some of the stuff we've been seeing over the last few weeks, I think. Yeah, it's kind of been kicked into high gear the last couple of weeks, almost like. And it's it's weird to see that all that action happening so fast. Um, yeah. You know, and and regardless, you know, Biden, he's the, the projected president, right? So either way, we have to accept that he's the president. Once it happens, that's fine, and I'm okay with that. But I'm just kind of disappointed with how childish um, politicians are when they're supposed to be the pinnacle of society and, and those that we really trust with our freedom. And it, obviously, they're incapable of doing many things. I think my most frustrating part about that is that it's – it's childish on both sides. Yes. And to the point where not only has media and one side tried to deflect blame before it's even there to be had. Like they're all yeah. like they're all pre-gaming the blame game. Yeah. And so. and I think another thing I'm really disappointed is is just, you know, we were just talking about TikTok and and how some of these platforms who claim to be all about free speech and such really squelch um people who like the content that we like you know firearms and and training and and ammunition uh well they do they do a great job of making people feel like the firearms and content that way are are bad con like they're they're bad things yeah and that's that really has been in the in in the cards for many many years um i think it was one of obama's uh, one of his staffers that said that they're going to make firearms as disgusting as cigarettes. And if you think about the campaign, maybe you guys aren't old enough to remember what it was like when cigarettes were still sold in, in vending machines. I remember that. And then suddenly you see how all these negative ads everywhere you saw negative ads about cigarettes. And, and I'm not saying cigarettes are good, but but they're using that same pattern with firearms to make everything bad. Like a, a kid chewing a stupid pop tart in the shape of a gun and, and gets expelled from school. I mean, they're, they're making everything as, as evil as possible at firearms. And, uh, and that's, that's the problem. Like we know that the guns aren't inherently evil and they don't make people want to shoot up nightclubs or whatever. It's bad. People do bad things, no matter what tools are in their hands. But, the the media and I mean all the media has been very active about putting negative spin on on firearms ownership and usage. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just it's just crazy to see how how intense it's gotten on social media. Like it it does feel amplified. Yeah. Well, people get all riled up and then they type. I mean. Not to put you in a in a box, Steve, but I mean you <laughs> you're you're the uh, the king of uh, getting into Facebook ar- Facebook arguments when you want to, and then well, people people read I can't stuff stand and stupid people. Like, I I understand. I'm totally with you, but I just you know people get all amped up about it, and you know then they get upset and start typing stuff, and you know it's just people get really upset and, and passionate about it, and you know it's good to have passion, but at the same time, it just people get. You know, it just makes people even more angry and, yeah. you know. If that, anybody wants to look it up, they can go on the Idaho News Channel 6 Facebook page and see three words that I said that spawned 200 comments. <laughs> oh, boy. what I, You're going to have to tell me what those words were now. I'm, I can't even remember exactly what they were. I just agreed with something to do with the vaccine. Oh, it was I, I I called out Channel Six for only giving half of a story. I said I, I said thanks for half the story. <laughs> and oh, everybody was like, you. Well, what's the rest? Can you tell us the rest? And I had literally like two hundred moms like on my ass about saying something bad against news channel six. Wow. How dare you? But that, I, I'm that, I'm really good at that too though, Steve. I go in there just to read the comments and it's like fifty fifty. Either they're all agree with me or they all disagree with me. Yeah. 
that's really what's what's truly frustrating about any social media is the lack of ability to have a conversation or compromise and say yeah you don't agree with me but i can see things from your point of view yeah nobody wants to be wrong sure even when they they are wrong and and that's i guess even outside of social media a lot of a lot of kids nowadays are just being told what to think and not how to think anymore and so they just regurgitate stuff that they hear or see on facebook or instagram or tiktok or whatever without any validation but they're so passionate about it that they believe it's right yeah i would 100 percent agree with that so then oh, as as gun owners i guess what do you think we can do to help um you know change that and change the the thoughts and feelings about firearms to people is there anything we can do on like you know on social media or other places i I think it's difficult on social media because of the restrictions uh, of content but if we can get out and and and, you know we've talked about it all the time mark and maybe this summer we finally just have to do it like yeah well we it's a little it'd be a little tougher this year it was, but we need to get out and, and, and face to face with people and have real conversations and, and, and invite people out shooting that have never done it before. I think that sure that's a winning calculation is taking somebody that's willing to go to the range and actually squeeze off, off a few rounds. I've never taken anyone to the range and took them shooting and not had them have a good time, not have a good time. Right. It, it, uh, of, of the people I've, I've helped people from other countries that have never ever touched guns before and were extremely apprehensive, but because they were visiting the United States, they wanted to do what Americans do. And, you know, they see over there that Americans just shoot guns and that's it all the time. And so they, they would come to the range and, and, uh, and honestly, I like those interactions because it, it teaches them, Hey, this, this isn't as bad as what we thought it was. I have, and, I have a friend in, in, England and he's coming over here next year and he begged me to take him to the range and he had a list of guns that he wants to shoot. Well, <laughs> make sure make sure that we know when because we've already done a few episodes like that. We it's okay yeah. to do some more. Yeah, we had well, uh, I mean we've had all kinds of people list are at the on the wall at the range, so Yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I just I think we need to find maybe more people that uh, haven't shot before and take them shooting and, and get there before and afters. I think that's, we've done that quite a few times. And I think that's, um, that's affected a lot of people in a good way and, and really shown that, um, you know, firearms aren't necessarily anything to be afraid of and that they can be, um, you know, used for positive things and in, in certain situations and they're a tool just like anything else. Yeah, and I and I think that's what not just us as a podcast or, or firearms owners, but everybody that's involved in any way with firearms, whether you're an owner or whether you're a member of the NRA or, or whatever, is get out and talk to people and let let everybody know that firearms owners aren't these freaks of nature that walk around with shamogs and AR-15s downtown just to, to cause problems. Right. But but just remember, as firearms owners, and I've said this before on the show. We can't we can't alienate people no. who disagree with us because no. the surefire way to get somebody who was on the fence or didn't align with our way of thinking to get them to disagree and hate what we're about is to attack them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah agree. That, that definitely is not the answer. And I think really uh, going into an argument with a little bit of understanding and, and knowledge is always better as well. Like you arguing will get you nowhere. Like you're saying, Nick, that that's not going to work. But if if we actually go with statistics that we can say, oh, look, this is the FBI crime report shows that, you know, out of the, the 30,000 deaths, 60 percent of those are suicides. In reality, there's only about two or three thousand deaths nefariously with firearms a year. Right. And then show them the data. I mean, that's totally a different argument instead of saying, oh, well, they kill 60,000 people every year and there's always a school shooting and they're done by AR-15s and that's it. Yeah, you can take the time to unpack that a little bit and, and really figure out what's going on. But it, it doesn't work unless you do your homework. That's really what it boils down to. Sure. Well, and I think, you know, I think people agree on things a lot more than they disagree on things. Maybe, you know, yeah, because I think everybody wants their family to be safe. I think everybody wants to live in a safe environment. They don't want to have to, you know, worry about their safety. And that's just the matter of kind of a how that that goes about happening and that there are multiple ways to do that, you know? 
Yeah. Well, of the three of us that carry, how many of us want to get into a gunfight? Zero. <laughs> Not None me. Of us. None of us. So I actually was telling this to a lady on Friday that was in the shop. I had just met her at a networking event I hosted and she came into the shop and she was buying a holster for her husband, but she doesn't like guns. And when I told her that like the last thing I ever want to do is draw a gun, she was like in awe that that was my outlook. And she was just moving to Idaho from some other state. I can't remember where, but they only have uh, concealed carry. So she was all excited about open carry. And I was like, <laughs> none of us open carry. And she was like, why? And I said, because I don't want anyone to know I have a gun. Yeah. It's you become a target that way in, in some ways. I was like that. And I don't want to answer questions about it. And I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And I said, I, that's my business. It's no one else's. Right. Yeah. And that's part of the considerate about being like kind of a considerate, you know, concealed carrier as well. I would say where it's not, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you need to make people feel uncomfortable about it. And we've talked about that with, um, you know, people who have go to the grocery store with AR slung over their backs, you know. I think that I think that's courteous in any aspect. I mean, if you no matter what it is that you do, like I, I like to say the f word when i talk but <laughs> when i'm around when i'm around new people or women or children or uh, older people i try to be respectful and don't do that it's not because like i don't it's i'm just trying to be respectful same thing with carrying a gun like i know there's some people who don't agree and instead of putting it out there to get in an argument with them and trying to shove it in their face i just keep it to myself right yeah and, and if it comes up, I can talk about it and educate people on it. Same same thing with whatever cell phone I have. Like I don't intentionally get in an argument with Steve because he has doesn't have an iPhone. Well, I do have an <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> well, you're lucky. Otherwise, I would tell you how bad you were for not having an iPhone. Well, it's because <laughs> I want my phone to work, so I have an iPhone. And yeah, that they see, should outlaw we're, Android. We're going to get into an argument now. People are going to start typing in the comments now. So, um, well, I let's, can't believe you would say such a thing. Let's do this. Let's um, maybe we'll do a uh, a full episode on this. But what is your top prediction for 2021 in the world in the world of firearms? Wow, boy, my top prediction, first. or just the first uh, one that comes to mind. Uh, my top prediction is is as we as gun owners are going to be alienated even more, and that's why I, I think we had this last discussion. I, I think that's why it's so important to show how normal we really are, because I I think we're going to be really put in the box of of weird and violent and unpleasant people. Yes. So for me, I think that my top prediction is going to be that the firearms industry itself is going to go a little crazy for the next few months and be on edge. And it's just going to be, uh, unpredictable for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be some challenges and and I I don't think it's going to change for the better anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, I think, but at, on the other hand, I think other people, you know, I think more people are still going to try to buy guns because they realize that they need them or um, that they can't, they, they realize they can't get them off the internet uh, or whatever. And so that's, unfortunately, that's going to make the uh, ammo shortage and the firearm shortage, you know, continue into 2021. Yeah, I think, I think it will be a record breaking year for firearm sales and transfers. Sure. Uh, I, I think... But, but but I think that's a positive in in the long run. Um, yeah, I think I, so I think too. It's be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about record firearm sales, and you know what? I'll take the hit for the next year or so on ammo because I think that the more the more firearms that, especially new firearms owners that get out there, the less likely this is to happen in four years from now again. Yeah, I just yep. I just wish I could shoot more. That's all. <laughs> Oh, me too. <laughs> that's that's the big thing for me is I wish that I could shoot more. Yeah, well, I think that it's just something that for the in the short term we're going to have to find alternative ways to train and just kind of just kind of take the hit because I mean, new gun owners is what we always want and then when as soon as we get a big surge in it, we're mad because new people are coming into the industry. Well, we need to 
recognize that this is what we've asked for, yep. but we're just getting it at the in an inopportune time for the rest of us. Yeah, I think that's yep. something smart to keep in mind as we go along here into 2021. So, um, but I think that's yeah. Oh, go we ahead. shouldn't be we shouldn't be selfish with with our rights. Well, because like you said, it, I, like you said, Steve, it'll be better in the long run. Yep. So, well, 100%. I think I think that'll call it for now. Um, I think that's enough for 2020. Um, maybe we'll do an episode. Goodbye, 2020. <laughs> we'll do an episode yeah. on uh, our our predictions for and goals and. Uh, uh, resolutions for 2021. We've done that a couple times as, as we've done the new years. So, um, and we'll, never with Nick, but never with no, Nick. Never, so that'll be never it. with me. It'll be new and, and exciting. And, uh, I'm a little sad that I don't get to go to Vegas next month. I'm kind of bummed. Like I I'm pissed. Yeah. But Hey, they have a virtual show this year. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds horrible. I don't even like, I don't even like that. We have to do the radio show remotely. Yeah. And it's not right. even because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't go to Shot Show to really look at the booths. I go to the Shot Show for the experience. Yeah, yeah it's the people. I, like I imagine. Vegas. And I would just like to go to Shot Go Shot Show once. That would be great. Well. 2022 baby 2020 yeah so well if uh, if you want to share anything uh with us about 2020 let us know podcast at iishooting.com or um facebook and instagram at range minded podcast and uh we'll uh, we'll do our best to respond and uh maybe post it on our own social media as well so um Thank you. yeah thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys next time all right be safe take somebody shooting please take thanks somebody shooting merry christmas yep see oh, ya yeah. and merry christmas that too <laughs> <laughs> see ya Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.